Yeah, so we were, we're just basically bringing you on to to ask you questions about how do you raise children? I don't oh know why. God. I don't I know why you're say, the person we're turning to. I'm but the we're last turning person in the world to ask. I mean, I know I'm like the perfect <laughs> child, but raising you, someone you like raised me. Craig, though, I feel like. <laughs> Wait, I saw him this past weekend, and he calls me mom, and he met. <laughs> See. He met my boyfriend and my boyfriend's like, I'm sorry, you're his mom. <laughs> and I was like, Zach, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Craig is my baby. <laughs> Oh, that is too funny. It was are you out of residency or are you in your last year? Or? No, I finished residency. I started my job two weeks oh, after graduating awesome. last summer, July 15th. Um, I am an attending at the hospital and I am full-time faculty. And Rad. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you're still in uh, Pennsylvania, though? Yeah. So they hired me to stay on and I was like, this is too good of an offer for me to say no. So, so you're literally, you, you like dental school, the same place, resident, the same place. And now you're an attending oh, there. Now I'm an attending there. It's bizarre. Oh, that's I thought awesome. it would be weird, but instead it's been very smooth. And six months in, they made me assistant director of the residency program. And so when I become board certified next year, I can take over the residency, which is exciting. And when do you become president of the United States? Oh yeah, I get that question a lot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you knew this, but but we could use help. Oh, you know, just ever so slightly, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the state of our country. Um, <laughs> so that could be a podcast episode in itself. Um, yeah, it's so true. Still doing a lot with organized dentistry per use, but that's because Pennsylvania needs help. <laughs> I feel like Oregon, like we're, we're making some decent strides here and there, but it's it's just so weird. Like I didn't even real, like realize there would still be the same things like in ASTA. It's like, oh, you turn over leadership so fast stuff gets left undone and, and things that's like, oh, when you're in, you know, after school, it won't be like that. No, it's exactly the same. No, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, to check off the boxes of diversity, they've like put me on everything and I'm like, ah, great. The token non-white female. <laughs> Ryan is on. Can you hear us, Ryan? Hi, Ryan. But I see him as gray. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Hmm. Perplexing. Are you on a computer or did you call in on your phone? Uh, I'm on a computer. Okay. Is that better quality or should I call from my phone? Oh, no, no. It's just uh, we've we've had a lot of problems with uh, calling in on the phone in the past. Ryan, are you there? What's up? There Ryan. he is. Hi, Polly. How are you? Oh, I'm so wonderful. Even I heard some good news about your, um, your missus. <laughs> yeah. How are oh, you? Cool. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What are you doing now? Where are you at? Tell me all the things. Catch me up on your life. Um, so I was just telling Paul, uh, yeah, uh, last year after residency, I started my full-time job. I'm, um, faculty and an attending at the, at Penn. Um, so through the hospital system and the school and I'm assistant director of the residency program now. And 
is very busy, but it's like everything I wanted to do. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. And yeah. you're going to, nothing's changed. Your poly Paul doesn't really matter. So whatever you told him doesn't, doesn't carry any weight. <laughs> it's true. Well, what's going on with you? Uh, not a whole lot running a, I mean, <laughs> relative, uh, running a private practice in central Oregon. Um, having twins in sometime probably in the next month. Wait, twins? Yeah, we're having twin boys because, you know, we oh don't do half-ass. That is incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. That's huge. I, okay. I had a patient. So, Paul just said she was pregnant, but oh, twins. Yeah. 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 I figured I had to let you, you know, drop some bombs. <laughs> that is a huge one. Oh, my gosh. That's so I, exciting. I had a patient bring me a, a baby gift today, brought she brought little, uh, little, uh, like moccasin things that she like hand makes and they're super cool. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, look at you both fathers to be. I know. I thought. Paul and I do like to do everything together, including showers. So it's fine. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, you buy practice, I buy practice. You have boys, I have boy. You? Oh, I didn't know you were having a boy. Oh, did I tell you that yet? I thought you were yes, having a girl yes, for uh, some reason. Congrats! We're, we're yeah. having a little boy. Sweet. Little baby boy. More guns to buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah, Rupali, Paul and I closed on our practices and took them over within, well, Paul was already working in his practice, but like literally within a week of each other. What? So you really are on the same time. <laughs> yeah, we kind of are. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Rupali, it with your with your job, do you are you getting to do any clinical dentistry or are you mostly administrative? No, it's all clinical right now. The goal is like as I transition on and I get older and I feel less inclined to do clinical than I have a track to take. Okay. Um so it's um, it's all, I do two different, well, three different clinics. So it's all oral medicine based. We have a full, like brand new oral medicine clinic in the school. I practice oral medicine in the hospital with my residents. And then I actually do all general dentistry in our people with disabilities clinic. Nice. And that's oh, awesome. fourth years of residence only. That's so, that's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I like general dentistry and I still wanted to like keep that, especially in the beginning of my career. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I transition on, I'll probably do solely oral medicine. And then my goal is to become like Dean of a dental school one day. <laughs> so, I can totally see that. That'll happen Definitely. at some point. In life. Um, it's needed. So I, yeah. I had one statement that I just forgot, but I also have a question. So RuPaul, you have to realize that a lot of our listeners um, are still trying to figure out what dentistry is. So can you explain oral medicine to us? Yes, oral medicine is a specialty within dentistry, and we call it the integration of dentistry and medicine. The whole purpose of it is, as a specialist, my job is to diagnose and manage medical conditions that affect the mouth and jaws. A majority of them are chronic in nature, and so it spans a lot of what people learn in pathology and radiology, but it's all the clinical aspects of it. So treating patients who present with um, like oral lesions or with pain, like temporomandibular disorder or trigeminal neuralgia. So it's a 
a whole large scope of practice, and it does include dentistry for more medically complex patients. So sometimes people choose to pursue like hospital-based dentistry or, you know, many of them are associated with academic institutions, given that it's very academic in nature as a specialty. But uh, so my day-to-day -day is a large, you know, group of patients that encompass basically many medical conditions that affect the mouth. Uh, so it's, it's been fun. So you just became my favorite consultant. <laughs> Trust me, my phone is messages of just like fun and then of mouth lesions <laughs> again, again you can ignore any ones that paul sends you <laughs> those are all the fun ones paul rupali paul sees some weird shit like paul, why aren't you sending me these things he's like they're mostly teeth things they're not necessarily lesion things but like i swear you sent like two pictures in oh. a row of like here I'm, I'm i'm sending something through the group chat right now multiple <laughs> like odonto thingies that were like multiple teeth where they didn't belong oh like, yeah like, I, get, I get photos of to, radiographs and i get photos of like people's mouths yeah like back to back it's crazy it's funny <laughs> so do you so like mostly general dentistry are you focusing like focusing mostly on like bread and butter stuff or do you get to do some fun like endo implant third molar stuff or is it mostly just you know since i work mainly with pre-docs and resident well uh, residents as well but it's mainly pre-docs it's it's sort of your bread and butter we'll do like simple endo and like simple extractions but there because of patients have disabilities or many of them are medically complex we we don't place the implants there gotcha. um, if we feel like they're good candidates for implants then we typically refer to perio or perioprost or if like even if it's advanced level that we don't even think pre-docs can do then we'll we have a, an entire prost department as well um, gotcha. yeah that's cool that's kind of i mean we had a cross <laughs> faculty when we were at ohsu that mm -hmm. just worked in our pre-doc clinic but like having a pros residency, I think would have been. That'd I think be it would huge. have closed a loop instead of having a. I don't know. I could have cared less for our perio faculty. So. Um, yeah, uh, the, I mean, it makes sense in, in a lot of the cases. Like having pros residents, you know, there we actually have a perio resident who comes every once in a while to rotate through, which is nice too. And I mean, we'll we'll deliver like the implant crowns and things, but that part's sort of easy. And they do a lot of it like digitally now, like all the digital scanners. So I think that's nice. Like at least the pre-doc getting more exposure to technology earlier on, um, which I hope continues. So. Yeah, yeah. Because then yeah. you end up like me who does <laughs> PBS for everything. I have zero <laughs> digital at this point in my career. Hey, PBS is the way to go. Hey, man. I like that. It's expensive as crap and you use a ton of it. It's wonderful. <laughs> it is expensive, actually. Before <laughs> I went to dental school, I worked like at a dental office as it was like an internship essentially, but a lot of it was like assisting and working in the lab. And I used to have to do the ordering for the office. And this was like how many years ago? It was 2014. So I can't imagine now how much more expensive things are. Things were so ridiculously expensive. Oh my, gosh. my supply bill every month is so expensive. I had a patient the other day that was like are you a part of a whatever spouted off some fancy thing a gpo and i was like i don't we take hmos and whatever she mm -hmm. was like i don't know like a group purchasing agreement or gpa or organization whatever and i was like no but that sounds really cool 
That is interesting. It is really cool. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you, Paul. <laughs> I was like, nothing's expensive for me. Sorry, um, I'm very feisty. Uh, Rupali, back, backing up just a, a quick sec. sec uh, oral medicine is a relatively new specialty, is that correct? So the specialty in itself has been ex in existence for many decades, and it's more known globally. But in 2020, mm -hmm. it officially received specialty recognition by the American Dental Association. Oh, okay. So were you like you like one of the inaugural residents of the the specialty in the U.S. or? Yeah. So I graduated last year. So as I was going through residency, uh, that's when it became recognized. And the first like official announcement of it was right before the pandemic hit. We were in St. Louis for ASDA's annual session. And one <laughs> of my faculty members who was a past president of the American Academy of Oral Medicine, he was really involved, like one of the people who was very involved in getting the specialty recognition. He actually got to announce it to like all of the dental students. And so that was like the first oh, that's major awesome. announcement of it. It was really cool. So like how GV Black was like the father of modern dentistry, can we start calling you like the mother of oral medicine? <laughs> I don't think I'm that cool yet, but maybe one day. I don't know. You're pretty cool. I'm like Thank blown you. away by this whole call. I'm like, wow, I feel like I've done nothing with my life. Yeah, right. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm just blessed to be on a call with you today. You both Not are too nice ball, to me. Because <laughs> we love you. I love you both too. guys i hope you're enjoying this episode please set us up with your episode suggestions or reach out to us with feedback we'd love to hear from you off the cusp paul off the cusp ryan at gmail.com or check us out on facebook and hit that whatsapp button so so ryan one thing that we didn't do but i will i will fix and post um so ryan who's our guest today we have as the past president rupali rupali Yay. how the heck are you I'm living the dream. I say that every day. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. As long as your dream doesn't become a nightmare. That's what I say. I say if the dream's a nightmare, I'm living it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Well, we're very excited to have you with Thank us. Thank you for having very, me. Very excited to catch up with you and uh, shoot the breeze for the next hour. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm gonna Thank I'm gonna so forewarn you guys. On. I am uh, I am feisty because I had a great day in the office today. So, ooh, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. What was so great about your day? Uh, I got to do some endo. Got to play some implants. Got to do some fillings. Got to do some crowns. Didn't do any ortho today. I'm still looking for that that GP grand slam. But um, but it was a great day. Was that like uh, 1920 or something that you sent pictures of the implants? Uh, twenty nine thirty. Twenty nine thirty. I was close. Texas nineteen twenty. Yeah. Those looked yeah. really, really good. Yeah, I took those teeth out in uh in September and grafted, and she had to have some endo and um, kind of put us back a little bit. But I was really happy with the the outcome today. Well, excellent. I'm proud of you, little buddy. Thank you. Look at us. Go. I placed no implants today. <laughs> That's okay. You did a sweet immediate number seven the other day. I did. That was that was yesterday. It came out pretty nice. Look at you both being so productive. We're trying. It's a lot. Di it's different when you're on your own practice. You have to be <laughs> yeah, you're putting in those implants. Going, I got to pay these bills. 
Uh, something like that. Don't tell my patients that, though. <laughs> it's our secret. It's our secret. Got to buy this boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own a boat yet. Me either. Yet. Don't. That's all I know. Don't buy a boat. Yeah. There's two. They you told know us that the, first day of dental school. You know what the two best days of having a boat are? They buy it. They sell it. Yep. Because they're a whole <laughs> of money. Dean Maruka. <laughs> so, Rupali, when when do you become Dean? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Next year? You know, part of living the dream is realizing that there's steps involved <laughs> in getting to where you want to be. So <laughs> that's not going to be for quite some time. But one day, one nah. day. my uh, D4 superlative was most likely to become Dean of Penn Dental. <laughs> okay. uh, so when it comes to becoming Dean, like, is there a voting process or a nomination process? Because I'll nominate you and I'll, I'll definitely vote. I don't know how far my vote goes at Penn, but, you know, <laughs> whatever I can do to help advance. You just, Ryan, you need to start sending letters today. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Signed a letter. No, petition. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> petition from Cascade View Dentistry. Please, play, please make Rupali your dean. <laughs> uh, who is the Oklahoma dean that everyone really loved that I think is, is or was president of the ADA? Oh, he's, oh. Uh, well, he's the executive director now. Executive yes. director. That's what it is. I'm really yes. in tune with my gen organized dentistry. Um, why can't I think of his name? Love Star Dr. Trek. Colmia. Dr. Colmia. Dr. Colmia. God, that guy's a rock star. If I could be Dean, I would like to be Dr. Colmia. Oh, yes. He was very well well respected. And now, yeah, now he's executive director of the ADA. So. Paul, what do you think the chances are we could get Dr. Colmia on this podcast? <laughs> if I, like, uh, tricked him and told him it was about, like, Star Trek and cosplay, Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. No, I actually uh, ran into him last time I was in Chicago and uh, caught up for a minute. He's he's just such a such a fun guy. And such a, so approachable. Kind of like he kind of he reminds me of like B-Tay, just on a different level. B-Tay got married. I saw that yesterday. Congratulations, yeah. B-Tay. Yeah. It was on an Oregon Dental Association phone call today, and um, she was like, "Yeah." Uh, Dr. Taylor's not here today because he got married yesterday. So very excited for him. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah. Rupali, just so you have a little background on this guy we're calling BT. His name is Barry Taylor, and he was a faculty with us at OHSU, mm -hmm. who uh, is now executive director of the Oregon Dental Association. So, oh, wow. Amazing. Very near and dear. He kind of shepherded us both into, into organized dentistry. So, yeah. Shout out and to look him. where you are now. Look where we are now. I'm still a part of something. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> earlier you said you're still doing the organized dentistry thing as well, right? Yes. I'm involved sort of at all levels at this point, which is exciting. So, uh, so what are you doing? I sit on the board for Philadelphia County Dental Society. I am the chair of the new dentist committee for Pennsylvania Dental Association, and I'm a national media spokesperson for the American Dental Association. So it's sort of oh. nice I get to be involved at all levels and uh, stay connected with the community that I felt like I built throughout dental school. And it's exciting to take part in it now being a dentist and 
I've always loved the advocacy piece of organized dentistry. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice to be actively involved in that, especially during the pandemic, um, sort of having a, a voice and a seat at the table on all of that was impacting dentistry. So my goals are to continue to stay involved in, in organized dentistry. So, uh, so tell me about like, you know, you talk about, you know, new dentist committee and uh, media outreach. And I know one of the things that's so important in organized dentistry is just membership. It's like the more dentists, the more percentage of our profession that's involved, just the more we can get done. Um, can you speak to like how we accomplish getting these new docs uh, to the ADA? I think a big piece of it is mentorship. When we're starting out in our professions as new dentists, there's so many pieces of, of dentistry that we're still trying to grasp. And I feel like we're, we're, we wear a lot of hats. And I think a lot of it comes down to trying to understand what our role is. And for me, I was looking at it in terms of like, okay, my scope of practice. It's like nice to keep things broad or like what direction do I want to take in my profession? And so I was interested in academics and I've been fortunate to find mentors who are also involved in organized dentistry who've been able to direct me and give me their perspective on what steps might be best for my career. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest piece that helps increase membership is understanding that you're a part of a larger community and that there are mentors out there that are championing for you as you continue on and, and sort of there every step of the way. Because as you transition from like new to more seasoned, I think there are different challenges that come up. And I mean, you're saying it yourself in terms of like what procedures you get to do or the autonomy you have in, in your mm -hmm. practice. And so I feel like dentistry is so broad and there's so many different directions you can go. And I think organized dentistry sort of allows you to meet people who have at least done something that you're trying to do. And it's nice to bounce ideas off of somebody. Yeah, I agree with that. I was, uh, so I also sit on the, the new den dentist committee at, for Oregon or for the ODA. Um, oh, nice. I'm not a chair. I'm not fancy, but. Uh, <laughs> You're in a chair. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm on a couch. Uh, uh, close. Um, it's like a big chair. And just being a just being a part of that and seeing, you know, the steps we go to, we do have a, a really good mentor program in Oregon. Um, and then I was at a CE course a couple weeks ago and I ran into someone from uh, that graduated ahead of Paul and I, and we were at dinner and I was like, so we were talking about like, you know, the group chats that we all have and all that stuff. And, and he was like, yeah, I don't really have any of that. Like, it's actually really isolating. Like I don't have anybody to talk to. And I was like, let's make a group chat. So we made a group chat with a bunch of the guys from the course I was at. Um, and now it just blows up all day long. But awesome. I think when you don't have that connection and that mentorship, it's, it's really easy to get isolated and lonely in this profession, which is sad. Yeah, I would agree. It's like so easy to become very insular about it. And Organized industry I feel like does a good job at reminding you that there's a community out there and yeah. you're not alone while you're going through it. And in terms of membership, right, like that first step, a lot of times is relationship building or the genuine connection you make with someone. And then I feel like once you like get involved, you really see the broad scope of it and you get to the level of like, oh yeah, there's advocacy that's done on behalf of like the profession or, you know, there's ways to get involved if you're like want to serve your community or, you know, you want to, let's say you specialize, 
and you want to get more CE or, you know, whatever the situation is, there's so much that goes beyond that. But I feel like that's the first like initial step that makes you feel like welcomed into the profession. Um, something that I think we were dancing around a, a, a little bit before and uh, something that I think I first heard about when uh, it was your year in the Board of Trustees is, is the concept of wellness. Can you speak to that? Yeah, wellness to me is probably the most important personal value. It It's not just doing you know, one event or going to a yoga class one time or making like one healthy meal. Wellness is making daily choices to lead a healthy and fulfilling life. And I think that's like a hard concept sometimes to grasp, that it's something that's ongoing and it's a journey. And we may have days where we don't make the best choices, but we have days where we prioritize that and say, you know, what decisions am I making to lead a healthy life? And so that's that's really what wellness comes down to is those daily choices that we make. Um, it's weird. It's like uh, there's something about dentistry like that. I feel like there's a, a driver to be unwell at, at times. Like uh, it just like from a mental health standpoint, and you even think back to, you know, the old thing where it's like, oh, you know, all the dentists commit suicide and stuff like that, <laughs> which isn't true. But um, there's something about this profession that I think you can beat yourself up a lot. So um, when kind of the wellness initiatives and, you know, kind of recognizing that and saying, it's like, hey, let's let's make choices to, to be well, I think it's just been so, so important. Yeah, I think you make a good point. I think majority of us in dentistry are very type A. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it does drive this sense of like perfectionism because we work in millimeters and I feel like we're, we're constantly thinking about, you know, how can we make the situation better? And in some regard, that's so important. You're, you know, you're taking care of people. And so the work that you do is impacting, you know, their, their oral health. But I think sometimes we get into a cycle of like, well, how, how much better can this be? And can it be perfect? And so I feel like that drive is something that's hard to balance with. Well, when something is good, almost in a sense, the villain of good is better. Mm -hmm. And that I think drives a lot of the unwell thoughts that people you know, have while they're doing their job. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that we all fall victim to that from time to time. Like, this is great, but I could have done this better. I actually sent a text like Paul to that, or like that to Paul today. Like, this is great, but I could have been better here instead of just being like, oh my gosh, I, that was, it's, you know, we did a good thing. Right. I mean, it's good to be critical, but I think sometimes that thought process can spiral. Yeah. And it's about like finding that balance of, all right, something's good. And we were able to like improve someone's like situation that also is a good thing to acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes teeth are just stupid little bastards too. Like I've de definitely <laughs> like done an endo, you know, taken my final PA and gone like, ugh, that's, you know, <laughs> did I ledge that? I'm short, I'm long, you know, whatever it is. And you tell the patient all about it. And like, I'm so unhappy. And now, you know, three years later on, on recall, the patient has never had any problem with it. And I've done other endos where I take the the final PA, I put the, I'm like, okay, print that. We're going to put it on my fridge. It looks great. And then, you know, it doesn't resolve the pain. Like it has to be retreated, you know, whatever. It's just, it, it's weird. Like, you know, you never feel like 
even when you do the best job you can, it's like it's perfect. And I don't know. <clears throat> Dentistry is just uh, sometimes. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't think I that, didn't have Ryan's day. If you if you if if you don't think of it that way, then keep practicing. You'll figure it out. That's why. So, uh, Rupali, what are what are you doing to stay so well? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I you know I would advocate a lot for it and preach about it, and I feel like it was only until recently that I was like, wow, I'm actually really unwell. <laughs> and I think that's like important to admit. Um, and so now it's. I've sort of changed my mindset to really think about what I'm doing every day. So I, I mean, I like staying active. I think that's an important part of my release. And I started running, which has been a very good way for me to just get out of my own head and, um, you know, get away from everything that's going on, especially in dentistry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and You know, I have been a big advocate of meditating. It's not necessarily for everyone, but it's something that I personally enjoy doing at the end of the day, just once again, to sort of release and like have a good mindset before I go to sleep. Um, And I think like prioritizing the things that are a part of your self-care, like eating good meals and working out and like sleeping. Okay, those are all like things we know we should be doing, but I think that's separate from like, what I, what we term that's more like self-compassion. Like, so yeah, let's say like, for example, I was like, oh, I, you know, that wasn't the best I could have done. Um, instead of like assigning it to me as a person, I try to like separate it out and be like, look, this was the situation. So in dentistry, just like blame external factors. <laughs> <laughs> done, done deal. It's I like so it. <laughs> but, but I think that's important. Like it's good to be critical and it's good to want to always be better. But I think, it was so funny. I, you know, the other day, one of my friends who was in dentistry, you know, had a tough day. And I, I said, you know, you left the patient, though, in a better situation than when they came in. So, like, think about that. And my other friend was like, you know, what's funny is you talk to your friends like that, but you don't talk to yourself that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like, why is my self-talk so much more negative? So I took the advice and I said, I need to start talking to myself like I'm my friend. <laughs> and that's <laughs> one of the ways I, I stay well is through more positive, like, self-talk. And I think that's where you show yourself compassion. And that's really kept me well. And there's small things I do. Okay, so I do something called mindful eating. <laughs> so when it's like lunchtime, I will not do anything else. Like I will put everything away. I'll put my phone away. Like I won't look at my email and I'll actually just sit there and eat and like be like, okay, I'm going to eat this meal because we, we don't take the time to do that a lot. We're rushing no. you know, we're working with patients. We don't have time to like even take our mask off to drink water. And I said, I should leave just a little bit of time, even if I'm not doing anything else to just eat and think yeah. about the fact that I'm eating my meal. And so there were just small changes that I made every day that I think have helped me maintain like a more positive attitude in what I'm doing and to help myself like make better habits. So I encourage myself every day to like do small things and that's kept me well. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, I, you know, kind of to that point, I notice a lot more when I take the time to like eat a full lunch and take time that I have I notice a difference in my mentality than the days that I rush through and take five minutes and scarf down food and on to the next patient right right I mean, it makes a big difference and we don't necessarily always have the luxury of that but when I do I prioritize doing it that way yeah I think that's when great. the last time 
not like had my phone like next to me at the at minimum you know what i mean like can i go an entire meal without touching my phone i mean what if i haven't done the wordle <laughs> all right well wordle's a priority to keep you well so <laughs> it's true i i mean it's weird because it's like i think that's one of the i do the wordle and the quartal every day and it's a little i take a pause when i have so it's like nothing's going on right now i'm going to do this little word game stuff just for me because i enjoy it and so that's like sort of part of my my wellness thing. It's just like I need this like just five minutes. Um, sometimes it takes me longer than that just to just to yeah. not do anything else but this. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so important. Like every day to do something for yourself. I I love music. I'm really into music. So I come home and I like play the piano for a few minutes, and it just makes me feel good. I'm like that's my time for myself. Yeah, just I, I think yeah. Paul, that plays into your, the mental health aspect though too, right? Mm -hmm. like, you take that time for your mental health to do your wordle. I was doing wordle after we chatted with Craig and my phone forgot that I was wordling and made me mad. So now I don't wordle anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you have a five day streak. Just kidding. You're on day zero. And I was like, that's, that's not fair. Uh, wordle. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed too. New York times. So Rupali for the, you know, doctors out there, dentists out there that don't, know where to start on something like self-care do you have any suggestions for them on you know things that they can do to just help themselves be more well because we all say we want to do it but at the end of the day it's like yeah it sounds great i'm going to go to the gym that's a really big task to do every day i'm not actually going to do that yeah so i started actually by first just like jotting things down and like i actually got a journal for it because I like that. It has this cute elephant on it. So every time I look at it, I'm happy. <laughs> but for me, it was tough because I led a specific lifestyle. I was always so busy and I never really prioritized like cooking my own meals or, you know, yeah, taking time for myself throughout the day to just like do something like play Wordle or whatever. Um, <laughs> so what I did was I just started like really jotting down a lot of different things. One of them was like, what are sort of like my bigger picture, like goals and things that I really want to do. And I sort of broke it down into things that like I knew I could change right then and things that I knew were going to be harder to. And so one of the things was actually starting to just cook my own meals. I was like, okay, so what's an easy way of doing that? And like, I'm not a big like meal prep person, but I like, you know, cooking at least for a few days. And so I was like, let me just start by the things that like I know are good for my body. And so then I implemented like a sleep hygiene routine because I was like, all right, in school, it was so tough to be able to like find a good pattern for sleep. And I was like, I think that's something I need to prioritize. So I would put all my electronics away and like be in a cool environment, dark environment. I'd meditate for a few minutes. And the meditation was something that like provided routine for me. So like every single day I would start to meditate and I did it for like five minutes and that ended up becoming 10 minutes and then it ended up becoming 15. And I was like, well, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Sure. And that was something that started to provide more structure to my day. And then I started thinking about how I like to like work out. You know, when people say like, yeah, go to the gym, people are like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> for some people they don't like to run. Like I personally like running. So I got back into it and realized like, I really like to do this, but I also really like dance. And so I was like, okay, this is more of like a fun cardio to do. So I would find like time to just like book a space to go like dance. 
And so all of a sudden it, it didn't really become like a, okay, I'm doing these things. So I'm like, well, it was just, what am I doing? That's like aligning with like the goals that I want. And like, how can I create more useful time throughout my day? And when I realized that like, yes, if my quality of sleep is better, well, I'm going to feel better the next day. Like, you know, all these things started to like fall in place. And so Start, you know, the, like I said, my first step was really just starting to jot things down about what I really like cared about doing and what I wanted. And then I was like, how do I turn this into something tangible? So that would be my recommendation. I think that's a sound recommendation. Love it. If I turn off all the electronics and make everything really quiet in the bedroom, all the dogs will go crazy. <laughs> it's, it's too quiet. I love oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> they need they need a distraction. We play like a thunderstorm sound like at yeah. night. And it's funny because it's like if we go outside and it's, it, we haven't had thunderstorm in a while, but if like there's thunder or it starts raining, it's like they'll all kind of like look at each other and be like, are we supposed to go to bed now? And they'll sort of like lie <laughs> down. And be, it's it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> hey, you know, that works. Sometimes ocean waves work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Pavlov's thunderstorm. I think I think that was a thing. We do it. <laughs> We do a lot of uh, white noise. I think we're trying to get ready for the baby, so everything's got white noise. Oh, baby! Babies. Yeah, have you have you started buying things. baby stuff, Ryan? Like toys and things? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We've been doing that for months. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's so fascinating. I like learn all this stuff about. It's like, well, the first seven days they can only see with black and white, so you need these like cloth crazy books that look like those. Uh, like cards that you would like hold up in front of people and like guess what's on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. My, so I'm my gonna mom, my baby to be psychic. That's what I'm saying. My mom was <laughs> teasing me today that uh that my kids might not graduate high school. I was like, mom, come on. <laughs> I was like, they're gonna be out of high school by the time I'm 50. And she was like, if they graduate high school, and I was like, excuse you. Dude, they're Thanks, your retirement mom. plan, right? It's like, I'm like, I'm going to train mine first to be a farmhand. Yeah. <laughs> Do all these farm chores for me. Because yep. that's, uh, I, I think that's where I, I run into problems, like trying to find my little time to do the Wordle or, you know, do something for me. It's like, we have a seven acre farm with like 50 animals. There is always, oh, wow. always something that needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. Like 100% of the time. So it's, uh. You know, I get into that habit where it's like if I try to do something that's like, I just I want to play a video game or I want to take some time to to do something, I start to like feel really stressed out and bad because there's stuff I'm not doing. So somehow I've made this podcast be like my like, oh, every couple of weeks I'm going to get together. I'm going to talk to my friends. And it's yeah. like not it's like almost work. So it's like I allow it. That's such a fun, creative way, though, to stay well, it's just to be like. Let's bring my friends together and chat. Yeah. No, because no one comes to visit me otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has been fun. I've, I mean, I've really enjoyed this. We've been doing this now like four months, Paul. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Starting like February. February like first was like our first episode. So yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so fun. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun to to catch up with, you know, people that have taken wildly different paths through dentistry. Um, that's yeah, that's the cool thing about it. Yeah. Like, there's so many different paths you can take. So it's yeah. fun. Yeah. 
And kind of on your path, going from like dental student to uh, to specialist student to now like specialist, how is like? Do you feel like all of a sudden, like all at once, you're like, oh wait, no, now I'm awesome, or do you like get to a point where you're like, okay, now I'm this, wear this hat, do this? Like, do you still feel like sometimes you're like, man, how did I get out of dental school? <laughs> Polly, can you yeah. please make a comment about how Paul just called you a specialist student, please? Yes, I was like, did you mean resident? <laughs> a resident? <laughs> it's been a long I day, dude. That. I love that. I was like, a specialist student. Yes. <laughs> You're just so special. <laughs> you both, you both keep me well. Um, <laughs> well, I guess words the hard. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Takes uh, me five minutes every day to fail that wordle. Uh, you're more valuable than that, Paul. My my guess is specialist student. Um, no. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, you know, I feel like in our profession, having imposter syndrome is very real. And definitely that's one of the questions I got. So being involved in organized dentistry, I'm also involved in the American Dental Education Association. And one of the questions they always ask is like being a newer dentist or like a newer faculty is like, you know, what are some of the challenges? Like, do you ever feel like you have imposter syndrome in that way? And for me, it's sort of been fun to transition from student to resident to faculty or specialist now, because I was in an environment where I was very supported and like had good mentors and they sort of provided me the platform to learn how to teach. And it's been nice. So Fun fact, I actually got a teaching award this year, and it was my first year teaching. Of course you and, did. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but it was fun because I felt like a lot of it was, like, the students, like, allowing me to learn with them. And I feel like that's been the fun part of, like, staying in this, like, academic setting is I'm, like, constantly still learning from my mentors who are now my colleagues. And, yeah, there's so much within dentistry and, of course, within our specialty, too, that it's – it's nice to have the opportunity to like keep up with that and like be encouraged to keep learning. So it's, although some days I'm like, wow, I, I, there's still so much I don't know. It's like exciting because it allows me the chance to like dive into something new. And I feel like I'm, I'm encouraged to do that. Ryan, did I tell you about the time I threw my back out in ASDA? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you the time about the time I threw my back out yesterday. Well, <laughs> I threw mine out because I, I was trying to pick up Rupali's CV. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. I threw mine out trying to plant a tomato. So, you know, <laughs> we're kind of even. Comparable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that Rupali's CV is uh, weighs more than a tomato. Just going to, that's, that's my guess. <laughs> but a tomato plant, Paul? I was trying to plant a single tomato. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't plant those, actually, actually Ryan. Yeah, this, you don't plant the tomatoes, you eat those. <laughs> Rupali's, so uh, Rupali, when I was at, when, when we were at OHSU, I sat on the OHSU AHO Council, which is like a student body government for all of the medical professions. And they did this All Hill Student of the Year thing. And Paulo, bet Rupali's uh, CV looks like one of those. I, I saw one that was like this medical student that like started an orphanage in Africa and like had done all this crazy stuff. And she was like, a <laughs> here. And I was like, okay. So I imagine uh, that's that was, 
when we were on uh board of trustees like you you have to like select national leaders for like awards and different things and you know like you get all these cvs and it's just like amazing yeah. um the caliber of like some of the people in dental school it's just it's like mind-blowing it's like i i got to hang out with these people for like four years everyone's just so awesome kind of blows yeah. you away I mean, it's, yeah, people are really inspiring in our profession, which is great. <laughs> um, speaking of CVs, I had to like put in my CV for something stupid recently, but something I still have on mine is ASDA Paper Plate Awards. Yes! Dual, <laughs> dual award recipient. That's because you were such a cool person. <laughs> yeah, I, I neglect to mention that one of the uh, uh, Paper Plate Awards is most likely to host a orgy at their uh, <laughs> district meeting. <laughs> Uh, Howard Fran being there killed all hopes of that. <laughs> oh, so that's <laughs> such the best worst day ever. I was at a CE course somewhere recently, Paul, and someone was like, have you heard of Howard Fran? And I was like, oh, have I heard of Howard Fran? You're probably, I wish you'd been there for that. Me too. <laughs> Paul, Paul had Howard Fran be the keynote speaker at our at our the, his district 10 conference and he just whoa, 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 whoa. no it was someone else's conference that was the year before i was trusty he just stood up there and yelled at everybody you're right it was yeah it was the year before, was but he did, conference it was, I, was was video game I wasn't gonna yeah, throw probably was at our conference i was totally there right where was our conference? yeah you were on where the uh, the second place team in the dental yeah. olympics oh you're Conference was at OHSU. I, I I purged that day, so thanks, bro. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. It was a great conference. You did good, but I had to run around OHSU dressed like Mario or Luigi or somebody. <laughs> you were a Luigi. I was. Yeah. Uh, I love that you remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember much else. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I was like, "Oh, do I know Howard Ferran? I have seen Howard Ferran yell at people for an hour." Um, low key though, he was the easiest, like most accommodating, like speaker ever. He made it no, so simple, uh -huh. like having you know dealt with some other speakers and stuff and requests. He he just made it super simple for us. So I, I appreciate <laughs> That's that. So nice. I still love you, you, Howard. You don't get a speaker request. You're speaking at an American Student Dental Association meeting. Like there's there's no poodles in your dressing room, but. Rupali, as someone who had put on a district meeting, do you get speaker requests? I do. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I it's been funny. A lot of it recently has, you know, has been virtual. And now that we're transitioning out of it, I've done some in person. But I recently just did one for uh for district two. I actually did a a talk on like professional burnout and mental health mm. in dental school. So related. Uh and it's it's sort of fun to connect with the students in that way. I'd gone to I'd gone to the summit, so there was like it was like the reimagined NLC National mm -hmm. Leadership Conference in ASDA, and I spoke on networking. Oh, awesome. And Paul, I thought about you because one of the things I talked about was like you know when you first you had mentioned when you first meet someone something you can talk about is like their the thing that they wear like is it a bow tie mm -hmm. or is it a, you know whatever. And I actually had a mask I was wearing, and it's. It's of these symbols that are from Porter Robinson, who's like one of my favorite DJs. And, you know, that's sort of like a conversation starter. Like, oh, what is that? You know, and I'm like, oh, it's like this DJ. Oh, what's it? And 
a few of these girls like knew who it was and they were like we love porter robinson and like yeah we just like randomly started talking because of it so networking can happen in all sorts of ways <laughs> absolutely do you get do you give speaker requests through poly do i give them yeah like if you go talk yeah, you have a writer <laughs> you have a writer if if i have a writer yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so at the at craig's meeting i went out and i spoke but he like sent out his like you know in a very craig fashion you know this packet and it said on there do you have any requests and anytime someone asks me if i have requests fuck it i have requests so i asked oh for like gosh. a goblet full of green m m's and like six aquafina waters and a hand-drawn portrait of nicholas cage performing an extraction and I did my speech on whatever it, it was. I think it was like how to survive dental school or, or something like that. Um, and afterwards, they brought up this tray with all this ridiculous stuff that I'd asked for like eight months ago and totally forgot about it. And I still have the <laughs> Nicolas Cage uh, performing an extraction that he made one of his, his chairs draw for me. <laughs> my favorite thing. I wish I was cool enough when I was asked to come to the summit to request you know, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> you got to. Like, anytime you stay in a hotel, if it asks for requests, like, put in something wacky. Nine times out of ten, they don't do it. But every now and I then. I feel like I would just want a plate of bacon. <laughs> just a Get plate it. of bacon. That's it. That's it. You know, bacon to me is one of its own food groups. So, just a plate of bacon. That's all I need. Yeah, Rupali's Plate of Bacon is the name of this podcast. <laughs> I just sent that Nicolas Cage thing in the in the group chat. You should check it out. Wait, so. this is amazing. That's hilarious. That does look like Nicolas Cage. Right? They did good. It's Nicolas Cage, and he's extracting a tooth from Nicolas Cage. Like, I was very impressed. Whoa. It's a lot to handle. So, Polly, one of the things that we do is we answer questions off of, like, Reddit and such. Mm -hmm. So I picked two. Um, this is from the dental school subreddit, and it says expenses while in dental school. As dental students with no income, do you guys still spend money on hair, nails, lashes, etc.? And you always look amazing. So I figured we'd throw this question to you. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you saying I always look good. I don't know about that. But um, yes. You know, part of let's let's spin this into wellness. Part of self care <laughs> is going to get a haircut, <laughs> and part of wellness is treating myself to a manicure every once in a while. So, voila, you know, combined it into two things. Yes, um, I think that's prioritizing. You know, some some self care and self compassion. So, yeah, yeah, I do that. Like even with no income, I mean, your, your, your student loan, like you, you do get some extra money to live with. They don't make you like be homeless and live at the dental school or anything like that. And, I um, felt like I lived at the dental school, but you know, <laughs> Hey, we all lived at the dental school. <laughs> Ryan, did you, did you, uh, spend uh, money on Manny Petties during dental school or no? Dude, I love a good petty. I'll, I'll admit it. Make fun of me. I don't care. No, that's not self-care. No. I love it. I love a good pedicure. I can't uh, let people touch my feet, but uh, I've had a manicure before, and it was pretty awesome. No, never 
Never, uh, not in dental school. What did I do? Like I just, I, I bought coffee every day like that. One dude told us not to. Yeah, not me a, too. But a lot of days. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Coffee's necessary. It is. <clears throat> um, I don't know what I spent my money on in dental school. Not All right, Rupali, this one is from the Ask Dentists subreddit. And it says, hey, everyone, I have an inquiry that I'm hoping is right up this subreddit's alley. Backstory, I've known my best friend, Joseph, since we were eight years old. When we first met, the first thing Joe did was bite me on the arm to introduce himself, and I bit him back. Over the years, we've bit each other's arms, and it's just a way we show affection to each other. We've come up with the idea to get matching tattoos, and we really want them to be of each other's bite marks. I've come here in hopes that someone has the knowledge on how to get our bite marks onto paper. We're stumped and would love some help. Wait, I love this. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> so this is Joseph's right, best well, friend. That's all we know. You know, a good a good lipstick or good, you know, good um a good eyeliner. You take like a lining of it, you put it on your like the incisal edge of your teeth and you bite into something, you get some good marks in there. I'd probably use lipstick. Lipstick marks like go on everything. That's such a yeah, girl answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking I like because that's like the direct way to do it. I was I was thinking you'd have to like bite like something. Like, uh, you know, we, I would just say bite a clusal wax, but like you have that bite a fucking craft single and then you have your bite mark on that and then you could like get some ink on it or something and like transfer it to paper. I'm just like thinking that. that they should go into the tattoo artist and with the bite mark on just, bite, so and smart? just bite and hold it and they could trace it. It would look terrible, but it worked. <laughs> No, seriously, like if you bit my arm and then when I went to the tattoo guy with the bite mark, your bite mark on my arm, you could just... It's just like a good, solid five-minute bite. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm like, I mean, long. how long are they trying to bite into this person's arm? Because if you bite for a while, it'll be there. But if you don't, then you can just indirectly, you know, have some mark on it. Put yeah, it on you your, just need to bring your bite fluffer with you to the, the tattoo. And if it's like fading, it's like, no, bite me again. But exactly the same way. I think Otherwise, it'll look stupid. But if you bite too long, you become a leech. Mm, can't have that. No, don't want that. <laughs> I love those questions. There is, it's, that's like the other thing that's been a blast is like every day I just look for bizarre shit on Reddit <laughs> that relates to dentistry. And then I put it in this Reddit? file. Reddit is a weird world. <laughs> it is oh, a weird so world. True. I was, I was so scrolling true. Reddit the other day and my wife looked at me and she was like, since when do you get on Reddit? I was like, since I'm looking for stuff and I haven't found anything good, Paul, but I do like I got it. you. <laughs> I get notifications on my phone now. All sorts of Me too. stuff. I get notifications um, if I didn't even know it was a thing. So when you're not dentisting or specialistning or special studenting or working <laughs> on becoming dean, like what kind of pop culture stuff do you get in? You mentioned like Porter Robinson. Like, do you do like uh, Netflix TV shows, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do a lot. I mean, I like to spend my, like, free time, like, doing things. I mean, you know that. I'm such a, like, active person. I'm like, oh, I want to be, like, doing yeah, something. Yeah. So, like, I really like going to, like, concerts or, like, festivals or, 
Yeah, like I, I just like like being out and about, and I love music so much. Like, if I have an excuse to like go see an artist or like go to a show or something, I will totally do that. Um, on like the day to day, yeah, especially like when I was home a little bit more, then I'd be like, yeah, let's put on some Netflix. Um, or, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people don't read. I started gotten to reading again because I hadn't read in a while, and I was like, I really like reading. Like, why don't I do this? Um, <laughs> So I started reading. I do that on my phone every now and then. There's this thing yeah. called Facebook and Reddit. No yeah. way. Oh, I didn't, I've never heard of those. No. <laughs> so I started, started reading a little more. But yeah, I in my free time, a lot of what I do is like on the weekends, I like to travel, just like take a quick trip and like go see a friend who like lives somewhere else. Paul, don't worry. You're on the list. Excellent. Um, I, I just need to build that airport, make it easier to get to me. Yeah, that would be nice. Go ahead and do that. One, one, you know, brick by brick, just build it for me. And then, <laughs> or yeah, like I said, a big, big thing for me is like, just like going to a show or like something. So that, that's what I like to do when I'm not specialist studenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so dumb. Um, so what are, what are some good, uh, you know, shows or concerts that you've been to in the last like, you know, year or so? I went to Electric Zoo up in New York. It was great. I mean, I like festivals because, like, it's sort of like you get to see a whole bunch of different artists, like, all in, like, a day. And so it's sort of, like, mm -hmm. high yield. Um, so that was super fun. Uh, I went with actually some of my ASDA friends. Um, Temple ASDA. So, you know, there's there's competition there with Penn, but it's fine. Um, and yeah, I went, yeah, I went and saw Porter Robinson. So that's where I got that mask and I started like talking about it and it was, that was sort of cool. And upcoming, I'm going to see Tosh Sultana who's coming to, to Philly and I'm excited. It's sort of nice, just a, a quick show, um, especially ones that are in like smaller venues. Cause you like feel like it's like an, you know, an intimate experience. It's nice. So that's what I've seen pretty, pretty recently and what's upcoming. Awesome. Yeah. Ryan, what's the what's the last music festival you've been to? Uh, I went to uh, the Oregon Jamboree in Sweet Home when I was 12. Damn, you see, that's what I was thinking. It's like, I've been to a couple festivals, but it's been so long. Like, uh, yeah. I've been to, like, Warp Tour a couple times. I, I don't yeah. know if that's even still a thing, but, you know, <laughs> like me, my, my punk and ska type stuff. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, one year I, I uh, we went to Warped, and I got, like, they have all these, like, shitty band stickers because, you know, there's, like, the good bands. Like, you're like, oh, Dropkick Murphys. And then there's, like, there's this band, like, that's called All. And you're like, eh, whatever. I'll get your sticker. Um, but I put it on my Geo Metro, and it was on there forever. It just said all Metro. And yeah, so I don't, I don't know, I don't remember their music, but there's a shout out to them. <laughs> I doubt they're still together. I gotta look it up now. And even if they are, they're not listening to this. So they might be. Maybe they're <laughs> all managed now. Ears. Shit, no, they're on like Spotify and stuff. That's legit. Last album they were, recorded. They were active. They were active from 1987 to 2002, but then they broke up. But then they came back together in 2008, and they're going till present. And what's crazy wow. is I probably saw them in that 1987 to 2002 range. Yeah, I would. Yeah, because you're like 50. <laughs> yeah, fuck, dude. I turned 40 this year in like a month. Wait, I'm turning 30 this year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
in like a month. She's you so whippersnapper. Far, she's so far ahead of us, Paul, and she's not even 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly was the saddest thing about looking at CVs. I'm like, damn. And you're like 20. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't accomplished this in like twice as much time. Yeah. Okay, I'll but be- you're like so accomplished that. I, I have 50 animals. That's just my CV. I just list. I'm like, and <laughs> my Muscovy duck and Perkins laid an egg today. Oh, and I was going to say, you need to list all the names. Oh, geez. Well, most of them have names, but like we do name like some like in groups. So we have like nine identical white chickens. Uh, they're all white and they have their stupid floppy head. So we, we call them Karens. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So we've got Karen's, we got Rachel's, all the cool ones, like they have they have their own names. A lot of them are puns. Like we have a, a duck named Daenerys Quackgarian, because we were watching Game of Thrones at the time. I was gonna say Another Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so creative. I love it. That's uh that's the best part of farming is you get to name all the animals. I love naming things. I would name all of them Bob. <laughs> I don't think we have a single Bob. You will uh, now. Number 51. You need to. Yes. I would be like, We just renamed Bob. one of our ducks John Raphael. Hey, whoa, you can't just rename animals. It's going to have an identity crisis now, Paul. Well, we had like six of these ducks that I got from a meth lab. And then that was the ducks that the raccoon was like killing. And then there's only one left. But we didn't know which one was which anymore because they had all looked the same. So I was like, well, now you get a new name for surviving the raccoon. All right, that's fair. Yeah. It's like it's like an upgrade. It's like when you go to specialist <laughs> student school. True. So fancy. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the word resident. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay. I forgive you. Can that be the name of the oh. episode, Paul? I forgot the name resident. Yeah. The word resident. Oh, resident. I like that. Hey, What's great remember? is I'm going to leave this Wikipedia page up of the all band, and I'm going to find this like in two weeks and be like, what was I doing? <laughs> they have a song. They have an album called The Percolator. What? Yeah, of course I do. I don't know. Sounds, sounds cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to download their music now. That's great. <laughs> no, that's great. Paul, they're still together, but haven't released an uh, uh, album since 2000. Oh wow, that's yeah. a long time. That's like I'm not counting or anything, but that's like 22 years. Whoa! So what are they doing? They're still together. I don't know. Like. Maybe they just never really formally broke up. So it's like, well, you know, we don't play shows. We don't record music. But I mean, we're still, we're still here. Interesting. We're still Oh, they performed a one-off performance in Portland, Oregon at Dante's in 2009. I missed my chance. I was at Portland 2009. I could have gone to their show. Mistakes. I miss Dick Diamond. Oh, my God. Dick Diamond and the Dusters were... I every now and then I still check out their Facebook page because those those folks are hilarious. I made Caitlin watch like a whole show of theirs like during COVID because we couldn't do anything else. So I'm like, you're gonna you're gonna understand Dick Diamond. What a good group! I still wear my shirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, did you ever see Dick Diamond and the Dusters? Nope. Sorry. Oh, uh, 
We got to go, little buddy. Okay. Next time you go to Chicago, definitely. So I wear my shirt from time to time. And so this shirt, so Dick Diamond and the Dusters, how would you describe them, Rupali? This is a good good topic. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're like the most high energy, but like ridiculously funny, like self-aware that they're like bizarre group. <laughs> and they just play all these covers, like, you know, classic covers and like, they're i'm telling you their energy is like completely unparalleled like they just have so so much fun like and they you can cover from like what like the 60s through like 2010 i mean let's just like probably 50 years of of you know all sorts of hits and whatnot and they they're good too they do a a great job and they would just be randomly we would be in chicago for these board of trustees meetings and they would be playing at uh what was that central 25 or something Oh yeah, social what 25. was that called? Social Social Twenty Five. Social Twenty Five. Yeah, so we we saw them like a bunch of times, and uh, I got these shirts made that say, "I love Dick Diamond," and the diamond is a picture of a diamond. So it's a <laughs> it's a shirt in huge letters that's like "I Giant Heart Dick Small Diamond," um, and I was definitely wearing it the the other day, and the UPS guy arrived, and I was like, "Oh, thank you for this package," and I was like that guy was looking at me so weird and i realized later it was i had my i love dick diamond shirt on gotcha. <laughs> my friends told me to not wear that to the gym and i was like what are you talking about it's <laughs> the best workout shirt <laughs> hell yeah ryan we'll get you an i love dick diamond shirt i would wear it you could wear it with uh, your fanny pack if tom ever so, sends us that so i did some research in the last so if you type in all tour dates 2022 it gives you like a ridiculous list so they're still they're still doing it well no no, no. it gives you all of them. The, it gives you all of the artists playing tours in 2022 oh oh <laughs> but then if the you got a song pick, the the band all played their last concert nine months ago okay well, and they in their career have traveled 74,000 miles for their concerts. But according really to the song kick, they've only played like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven concerts. Mm. So just in case you're curious. I feel like I'm learning so much. Yeah. So <laughs> much. I know. I, I'm definitely like when we hang up, I'm going to download their music and I'm just wondering if it's like anything that I actually remember. Cause like it, there was these, you could get them at Warped, but you could get them at like uh, record stores. I forget they're called, but it was just like, it was like kids bop, except it was just all punk bands. There's just, you know, a bunch of random punk music songs. I was like, I wonder if I actually remember any of their songs. Oh, they toured with Gogo or Bordello. They're, they're a great band. Oh, They do that, you know, start turning purple song. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no one knows that. Okay. You're on your own. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, I, I think on that note, then um, I definitely <laughs> have have farm chores that need doing. Uh, I have Ooh. to build Rupali that airport. But yep, uh, seriously, seriously Rupali, we do have a guest house and a pool. Just saying. Are you trying to entice me to come right now? Because I, I am. I have a corgi in this room. Oh, corgis! A live one? Yeah. 
I don't oh, know. I get my swan back from the taxidermist really soon. Minky. That's exciting. Well, since traveling keeps me well, I guess I need to come visit you. Yeah. If you come down, then I will actually drive the three hours to go see Paul. Oh my gosh, I feel so special. <laughs> see, do you hear? Nope. Yes. No, Minky. <laughs> no, Minky. Here's bad a picture Mickey. of my dog barking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Rapali is so awesome catching up. I uh, I miss you a ton. I'm really hoping that we figure out a, a time where we can be in the same place sometime. Me too. You both are awesome. I'm so glad that I had the chance to catch up with you too. And thanks for having me. Agreed. Good luck. Yeah, well, thanks your... for being good. on. Thanks for being the best specialist student that we know. And good luck oh, on yeah. your conquest to become Dean. I aim to Yeah, please... we're, Ryan and I are going to start sending those letters like Shawshank Redemption style just every day. Like I, Andy Dufresne, endorse Polly <laughs> Coterney for Dean of Penn. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you want us to send them to every dental school or just Penn? Do you want us to like shotgun blast this or oh yeah, let's just blast it out to the world. All right, cool. <laughs> it it'd be hilarious. You go to a dental school sometime and they're like, What? You're Rupali. We get letters <laughs> about you all the time. <laughs> or you get a message that's like, Puerto Rico Dental School would like you to become dean. I'm gonna be like, wow. So they were listening. <laughs> You did your job. <laughs> yeah, we tried. District 5, right? Oh, yeah, District 5. <laughs> yeah. All righty. All right, guys. Well, you have a fantastic uh, rest of the evening there. What is it, like 10, 10 o'clock? Yeah, it's grandma's bedtime. You, got, you know, I got to get yeah. in that sleep hygiene routine. Right. Perfect. All right, well, uh, go to bed. <laughs> All, right. All right. I miss you both. You're great. We miss you too. Adios. Miss you too. Love you guys. Unreal. Bye. I want to tell everybody a true story. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish I promise, it's just a matter of time So yeah Since you were a 20 I was 20 And thought that some years from now A purple little little lady Will be perfect For dirty old and useless clown So yeah From Diogenes to the Foucault From Lozhetskin to Passepartout
So why don't you start wearing purple? Why don't you start wearing purple?